Hello, folks. It's Christopher again. Hey, um, I've been talking about terms used in the Bible and um, a better understanding of those particular terms because they really are what the Bible turns on, what the meaning of what Jesus teaches as opposed to what other people make up as to what the Bible teaches. And today I'd like to talk to you about heaven and what most Christians teach is that if you die and you're in a state of grace then you go to heaven you know if you are forgiven all your sins then you go to heaven and that's true but that whole mindset of that's the only way to get to heaven is just wrong um, one of the things that's wrong about it is that when you think that you're going to uh, get holy at the very last moment and go to heaven uh, you're not off in the wrong direction there because then you, your whole mindset is that you are not of this world, but you are of this world and you are tasked with taking care of it. And that's in the Bible as well. So to teach only that when you die, you go to heaven, that's a incomplete and mistaken way of looking at things and it misleads people a lot of people into believing that oh I can wait until the very last minute and then I'll just ask forgiveness and then I'll go to heaven or uh, when I go to heaven you know I can I can misbehave down here and mistreat the earth and mistreat my neighbors and everything and if I at least say I'm sorry before I, I die then I get to go to heaven well, that's not quite how it works, but uh, you're going to go to heaven. I'm not saying you're not going to go to heaven afterwards. You're going to meet God, and there will be a judgment, uh, an evaluation, and you'll look at the way you lived, and you'll decide whether or not that was a good way to live or not, and maybe the angels of God and God himself will judge you. But the, the real thing is, is that Jesus came to teach us that the kingdom of God is at hand and he gave us a very specific way of how that happens in Luke chapter 19 and I believe it begins at verse 11 and let me bring that up so you can kind of follow along with me the uh, I, I'm just going to read through this for for the start uh, the parable of ten minas and while they were listening to this, he was, had been preaching about things, while they were listening, he went on to tell them a parable. Because he was near Jerusalem, and here's a key part, the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. And he said, A man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minas, one each they got. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We don't want this man to be our king. But he was made king, however, and returned home. And then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, Sir, your mina has earned ten more. Well done, my good servant, his master replied. 
because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of ten cities. And the second came and said, Sir, your mina has earned five more. And his master answered, You take charge of five cities. And then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your mina. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. And I'm going to switch the graphic and just go to verse 22 here. And his master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I am a hard man, taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow? <clears throat> Why then didn't you put my money on deposit so that when I came back, I could have collected it with interest? Then he said to those standing by, Take his mina away from him and give it to the one who has ten minas. Sir, they said, he already has ten. And he replied, I tell you that every one to every one who has, more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. So, you kind of get a different picture here of what Jesus is talking about with the kingdom of heaven and when it's going to come. If you look back up uh, at that uh, verse where he says, the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. They were looking around in the clouds and watching for the rolling clouds and listening for the sound of trumpets, and they thought the kingdom of God was going to come now because Jesus was a great orator, and that's what he was telling them, that the kingdom of heaven is here now, and you need to be paying attention and be involved in it. But they didn't understand, because they thought it was going to appear at once by the power of God, by the power of Jesus standing right there. So he told them this parable. He gave one mina each to ten different people, and the one came back and he had earned 10 minas. And another came back and he had earned five. They made some profit out of what they had been given. And this, people will try to turn this into an economic model. This is not an economic model. This is about the talents and the gifts and the uh, things that you have interests and abilities in. This is about using what you have no matter what it is and using it to best advantage. And whatever you make it into, that's what it's going to be. And that's how the kingdom of heaven comes because God's already given you the blessings. God's already given you what you need to bring heaven and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All you have to do is take that mina and use it. Okay, so then he says to the last servant, I'm not, you know, you buried my mina and you didn't make it profitable. You didn't do something with it. You didn't use the gifts that I gave you. Well, you know, get out of my house and go be burned, you know, uh, be destroyed. And uh, 
you know, take, we're, we're going to take away from you what you already have because you're not even using it. You're not using it to benefit anybody, not even yourself. And the other uh, people had done that. So the idea here is that the kingdom of heaven is going to come by the use of our personal gifts, each and every one of us. And those who don't want Jesus to be king, don't want this kingdom of heaven to come, and don't want these rulers to be over them, one of ten cities and one of five cities, those people should be cut down and, and killed right before the king. Okay, that's pretty harsh. We're not suggesting go out and mow down people. I'm trying to tell you that the idea of bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth is dependent on you. Sure, if you try to live and follow Jesus, when you die, you're going to go to heaven. But people should stop waiting for the kingdom of heaven because Jesus already came and announced its arrival. It's here for you now. All you have to do is use what you've got and a little bit now and a little bit more and build one block on another. He talked about building the house on a firm basis and then you build it up a little bit at a time. Everybody's contributing. When we do that, that's when we have the kingdom of heaven. And all this fighting with each other and arguing about who's better and who's got the better idea, love one another. That's the foundation of the kingdom of heaven. That's the first and greatest commandment. So, do you want to bring heaven? Or you want to just keep on horsing around and doing whatever comes good to you? So, you know, find what you love to do and do that. Do it for other people. You'll get good at it because you love to do it. You'll do it a lot. So when you do it a lot, you become an expert. When you become an expert, people seek you out to give you their money. So you prosper. You'll benefit. Use your talents. That's what this is all about. Don't just work for somebody else to make them rich. That's To me, that's a fool's way. Don't do that. So let's get busy and bring heaven now. This parable is telling us to do that. Let us be people of the parable of the ten minus. And let us put our talents to work whatever little bit we have, let's contribute, let's get involved, and let's be part of what's going on. Blessings.